Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm so stoked to have you guys here with me listening along, especially to these solo episodes because it's like I've said before, when you're recording a solo episode, you are very much by yourself. You have no one to bounce things off, um, but thinking about you listening uh, really warms my heart because I think, ah, someone's really by the time you're listening to this it feels like i'm talking directly to you i'm not not standing at my desk looking at my seashells talking to myself and my plants um but thanks for joining along and if you're new to the empowered hormones podcast welcome um i really appreciate having you here please jump over to instagram and send me a dm if you have listened to the podcast because i really do love hearing from you and I love sending voice messages, so don't get overwhelmed if I voice message you because it's just easier. My fingers get tired of typing all the time. Uh, so yeah, holla, say hey, ask questions you had on the podcast, reach out. It's always nice to hear from you and just flip me any questions you have about gut or hormones or greens powders or collagen or any of those fun things that I usually get a lot of questions on. Now today, I kind of want to chat about greens powder. Well, not kind of, I did and I am <laughs> chatting about greens powders just because it's something I do get asked about and it's something that frustrates me um, on a multifaceted level when I get asked about things like this just because sometimes I feel like someone's asking me for a supplement as a quick fix. Like they're just like, oh, I'm bloated, I'm tired, I'm constipated, I'm fatigued, I can't lose weight. What supplement should I take? And I'm like, well, honestly, if you really think that one supplement can fix all of that and improve your life by 110%, then girl, you are tripping because it won't, okay? Supplements have a crucial role in your healing process. I take supplements every single day. I'm not ashamed to admit that at all. I think it's really important. I struggle with PCOS. I struggle to keep my nervous system regulated. I struggle to keep my stress under control. I struggle to keep my skin clear if I don't balance my blood sugar levels. So I need supplements to support me in that um, and I think that's really important like any medication or pills or things you take that all play a really important role for different things at different times if you're blindly supplementing like you just see something offered by an influencer and you're just grabbing it and buying it hoping it changes your life then I think um you're yeah okay I see that's not going to go that well for you but when we add in the right supplements at the right time depending if you're in a healing or a repair phase or rebuilding phase or whatever it is then they play a really important role and i do recommend different supplements at different times and today i'll talk about a greens powder that i really love um, but when it is appropriate as well because like 
not all supplements are appropriate at all times like a probiotic they're not always appropriate for you depending on SIBO stuff so small intestine stuff depending on large intestine stuff depending on what's growing in your gut so we really like to use them wisely um, and at the core of it all I like you to think about getting to the root cause so understanding that if you're in that rebuild and repair phase yes a greens powder is awesome uh if you know you don't have a lot of gut issues but you just want to in you know add something in that's got a lot of antioxidants and a bit of collagen and some adaptogens to support your stress response and a little bit of probiotics and a bit of digestive enzymes and a little bit of detoxing like those kind of things which you'll commonly find in your greens powder then awesome i think that's a really great thing to do but if you you know you don't know what's going on with your gut and you have severe constipation loose stools bloating i would recommend you get some testing done first so if you have those classic ibs symptoms please test first um, before you go and buy a heap of supplements to add in also on that note because if you are doing testing you need to stop these kind of things for a couple weeks prior to testing so if you're about to do testing, please don't start um, any new supplements or if you're going to reach out to uh, do some work with me, please stop your supplements a couple weeks prior just so that you fast track yourself um, down the testing route. Uh, so yeah, often you don't have answers. That's why I recommend the testing. That's why I recommend the root cause stuff. Even if it's blood work, some of you, that's all you need. Looking at some of those digestive factors um, and things that will impact your SIBO overgrowth or your large intestine stuff or your bloating or your loose stools so just bear that in mind uh, throughout this episode so when we're talking about powders not all whole food supplements are equal right so there are a few important things to consider when choosing a greens powder now I don't believe there's a way to out supplement a poor diet so Adopting a food first approach to health is crucial for overall well-being and longevity. Okay, so definitely definitely focus in on your nutrition However in saying that sometimes Good diet isn't enough though. So a lot of the women I work with are really focused on their nutrition They're quote-unquote doing all the things they're exercising. They're really conscious of what's going on yet they're still having long-term issues so Part of the reason for that is that even if you're eating a good diet, a lot of the food we're eating isn't grown in really nutrient-dense soils or it lacks um, diversity. So sometimes adding in a whole food greens powder to you know, your daily routine is a really good way to ensure you're getting a variety of nutrients and also a variety of prebiotics and polyphenols into your diet because we know that your good gut flora need a range of different polyphenols a range of different prebiotics to thrive and if you're like me and you like routine and you eat a lot of the same veggies I eat a range of veggies but they're generally the same ones then a greens powder can be really really helpful um, in that aspect so it can increase and diversify your intake of veggies, of herbs, um, algae, uh, and other superfoods that generally you're not going to consume on a day-to-day -day basis. So we know, like I said, our soils are nutrient deficient. Also, our produce often lacks genetic diversity. So if we're thinking about how many edible plant species are around the world, which is like over 300,000, 
Yet after civilization, we know that less than 300 species are cultivated at food source and only about 30 other staple plant foods that we consume in a Western diet. And there's this book called, uh, let me have a look at it, Fiber Field, that's the one, um, where he talks about getting, you know, 50 different plant foods into your diet each week. And this is covering things like nuts, seeds, all the different spices you might cook with, your herbs, your fruits, your veggies, all that stuff. But can you count on your hand 50 that you're consuming each week? Probably not, okay? So the more diversity you can get into your diet, so things like dandelion leaves or globe artichokes or broccoli sprouts, stuff that you can find in greens powders or stuff that you know you might drink in your herbal teas occasionally, it's going to be really, really uh, beneficial and it's going to expose you to a broader range of nutrients, okay? So nutrients that you're unlikely to be consuming in your regular diet. Now, the other thing is that our modern lifestyle depletes vitamins and minerals. So not only are we absorbing less, but we actually need more nutrients because we are chronically stressed. <laughs> We're exposed to a lot of inflammation and there is a lot of environmental toxicity and load. Okay, Think of the things you're exposed to every single day that your body has to detoxify. Okay, Think about how much work your liver is under to uh, work through, I guess, environmental pollution, the things we're putting in our body, our skin cares, our stress, our hormonal fluctuations, our alcohol, our caffeine, all that stuff, your liver has to work through, okay? So I've spoke about this in the estrogen episode, so go back to 103 and listen to that if you're unsure about what your liver does in phase one and two, but the range of these specific micronutrients uh, come from different things like your cruciferous vegetables, so broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, um, your allium vegetables, so your garlic, uh, your bitter greens, like your dandelion, things like turmeric, things like St. Mary's thistle. So we chatted about that with the Easter switch and how that contained things like your turmeric, like your broccoli, like your NAC, like your bees that worked really, really specifically on phase one and two of the liver. And that is a classic example of a supplement combining a lot of the things you need to do something really specific, okay? So same with the high quality greens powder to prevent some deficiencies or even just to ensure your body has that diversity can be really, really helpful. So increase that diversity, get those specific vitamins and minerals in uh, and also just supply your body with a lot of the nutrients it's depleted in. So when we're looking for what kind of things do we want in a greens powder there's a range of different ingredients that i always specifically look for um, and i like to include just because they're things i'm not going to have in my day-to-day -day diet so one of them is something like your algaes okay so spirulina or corella are some of the most nutrient dense foods um, or plants and they're not really a part of our regular diet, ill because they're gross. Um, and how else are you going to get them in? So they're really rich in your micronutrients. Sorry, my words are all jumping on top of each other today. So magnesium, zinc, copper, potassium, calcium, um, and your other B vitamins. So all of those are quite specifically included in your algae powders and products. So we know... Um, 
that they are also some of the only known plant sources of omega-3s and all nine essential amino acids. So if you don't eat meat or animal products and you're trying to get all your essential amino acids in, it's really, really hard. Um, but spirulina and chlorella are a good source of those. Other ingredients I love to look for is your grasses. So like your wheatgrass, your barley, your alfalfa, those kinds of things, um, because they contain a lot of vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K, your Bs again, your iron, zinc, copper, manganese, selenium. So they contain a range of different um, vitamins that again, you may not be getting out of your standard diet. Same with those minerals. Nearly all the people or clients I work with um, are nutrient and mineral depleted, okay, which is why your liver is struggling as well. So again, this is not the healing powder. It's not going to change your life. It's an addition to what you're already doing. You have to be eating enough protein. You have to be working on stress reduction. You have to be having regular bowel movements. You have to be sleeping. You have to be supporting um, you know, both stages of that liver with other things as well, caffeine, alcohol, and being out of detox. And then make sure you have these um, minerals and vitamins in there as well on top of that regular diet that you're eating. Okay, so again, doesn't you can't just eat... <laughs> one food every day, potatoes and tins of tuna. I think that, you know, adding your greens is going to be fine, but it's definitely, definitely really important in that whole picture. The other thing I like to look for is your bitter greens. So they help produce bile. I often uh, get clients to take some abaragas before meals because it helps stimulate that bile production, especially those who have um, floating stools or really smelly stools or poor digestion. We know uh, that often you not have enough stomach acid or not have enough bile to break down those foods properly. And then really just some liver-loving herbs. So things like your St. Mary's thistle or your globe artichoke, your dandelion leaf, your turmeric. So all those things that we chatted about in the estrogen episode are really, really important to support that phase one and two of the liver. They also are great antioxidants as well, and they can help repair damage to the liver cells. So they're really, really good as well as your cruciferous veggies. So like we've chatted about before, your broccoli um, sprout powders, and they just help to not only are they rich in vitamins and minerals, but they can help to reduce inflammation, blood sugar control, um, improve digestion, and also um, help slow down that whole aging process. So we love our liver loving herds. We love our bitter greens. We love our grasses. We love our algae. So our quote unquote superfoods. But I want you to be mindful there are a lot of greens out there or green powders out there. So you really, really want to be picky when you're talking about a greens powder, okay? So there is one that I really like and use. That's the Switch. The Vitality by Switch is really, really great. Um, it contains a lot of those products I talked about. You can jump over. The links are in my show notes or jump over to their website and have a look at that and just compare and see what's actually in it. Maybe compare it to one you're taking or one you've taken previously and you can start to see what I'm talking about because... The big issue I have with greens powder is that sometimes they're adding um, sneaky ingredients that people don't notice, okay? So artificial sweeteners, artificial colors, artificial flavors, sugars, emulsifiers. So anything that has a number bracket in it as well. So 
Sometimes we see things like um, natural lemon flavor, but what actually is natural lemon flavor? So natural lemon flavor is a fine white crystalline powder with a distinct lemon flavor and aroma when diluted as recommended. And the actual ingredients is dextrose monohydrate, which is a corn der derivative, and natural flavoring substances and rosemary act extract 392 okay so we've basically got a simple sugar made from corn um, which is chemically identical to glucose and we've got some natural flavoring substances and we've got rosemary extract so it sounds like a natural ingredient but the extraction process usually involves the use of chemical solvents like hexane derived from the fractional this is i'm going a little bit in depth here distillation of petroleum so i did some research on this stuff ethanol and acetone okay so you end up with a highly processed compound that has very little in common with rosemary interesting interesting okay so how natural is your natural flavoring after all now i know that's a little bit nerdy going a little bit in depth there and i don't want to freak anyone out who's taking um you know supplements with those kind of things in it but i really want you to think about that ingredients list i really want you to focus in on the key things that you need and avoid the things that you do not need and this goes across the board your almond milks your oat milks your soy milks your organic rice crackers covered in natural flavoring what is in your ingredients list people and i find this really like again can be really frustrating when we don't often read through that ingredients list we just buy off face value and it's not anyone's fault it's the way that you know we're primed and if you don't know you don't know right so you can only make decisions based on the information that you have and i'm giving you the information saying hey please read the list and this goes with sugar as well so let's say you grab a natural yogurt and it's got seven grams of sugar per 100 grams so remember every time we compare two products we don't compare the serving size because that's just the company's what they determine is a good serving size um, you compare per 100 grams because then it's standard across the board right so we grab two yogurts one's a natural greek and say that's got seven grams per 100 grams of sugar so anything you know around five grams is low 10 grams is medium anything over 20 i say okay that's a high sugar content remember different types of sugars here so seven grams you go okay okay so there's a bit of sugar in there i read the ingredients list it's got nothing added to it okay it's purely lactose so it's the the sugar produced in the yogurt you can pick up another one and it might have 20 grams of sugar and you have a look and you go oh okay it's got added sugar you can have a look at that ingredients list and you can see the natural flavorings you can see the fruit you can see the things that are added to it some yeah they might be natural like it might be a bit of raspberry or something added to it other times it's going to be actually sugar added to it but look at the type of sugar again okay so if it's a bit of fruit added to it i don't care um i mean sure go home get your plain one add your own sugar and honey do it that way that's always better but if it is coming from something else that you don't know what it is or you don't know what that sugar you know whether it's fructose or glucose or um, high fructose corn syrup or something that you go that is not going in my body please just buy the plain stuff so always look at the ingredients list 
the higher up the list it is, the bigger the quantity of the ingredient in it. Say wholemeal bread, it'll have like flour as a top ingredient and the last ingredient will be things like salt or the bit of yeast that's in there or some seeds that are on the top. So remember there's a spectrum of things on the ingredient list. Then you also have the nutrient label. So we wanna compare those things, okay? Rather than going off the health claims at the front. Now that was a totally, totally side tangent rant, which I didn't write any dot points or I always write dot points on my podcast because I like to just talk um, and not have it too pre-planned. But at the same time, I need to know where I'm going and if I need research or things there, but I didn't have any of that written down, but that was, you are welcome people. Um, okay, so back to the green powder thing. Check your ingredients list. Look for your cruciferous veg, your liver-loving herbs, your bitter greens, your grasses, your algae, your spirulina. So those things are really, really important. If it's got um, antioxidants or a bit of collagen or medicinal mushrooms, adaptogens, probiotics, digestive enzymes, liver support, any of those things awesome okay awesome so something like vitality switch is great uh it's a product i recommend because it is clean it's got a good range of ingredients it uh, tastes good all those things are really really important okay so please please bear that in mind um when you're looking at your greens powder you're comparing different greens powders what's in it how it tastes and where you're at at your healing journey so Yes, greens powders can be awesome. They play a critical role. They can be super helpful. They're not always appropriate for you at every single stage, okay? So please bear that in mind. Now, links in my bio um, are for the Switch products. You can click there, get your discount on the products, or you can just apply S-H-E-Z, so shiz, at the checkout uh, at switch.com. But I hope you found that helpful. I know there's a lot of information in there and it got a little bit nerdy, but I just want to educate and empower you guys to think beyond, uh, I guess, buying what you see is one thing. Also, buying what people influence. Also, um, understanding ingredient lists and being okay about digging a bit deeper and, and really doing some of that research with yourself because the more I can educate and empower you, yes, there are products that are helpful and I love, but also, if you can do that yourself, that is awesome too, okay? So then you can learn and you can make those decisions moving forward. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, if you got any feedback, please holler, reach out. Please, please um, leave me a review. Even if it's just a little five-star click, it really helps the podcast grow and I'm trying to educate and empower as many women as possible just to help them not only understand that there are answers or the things they're struggling with, but also that there's other women going through the same stuff. Like let's lift each other up and support each other through our gut and hormonal journeys as well. So lovely to chat to you. Thanks for keeping me in your ears. I appreciate you all and I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.